for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. I busted my and gave your grandmother a free ride on a bus, okay? I gave your baby a chance to have health care. And what do I get for that? Only 13% of y'all out there think I'm doing a good job. So all of you which was the wizardry world of Harry Potter. That experience, I think we captured it. You know, it's actually the wizarding world of Harry Potter. The wizarding world of Harry wizarding. Potter. Wizarding. Wizarding world of Harry Potter. Wizarding. How can you throw a governor out of office who is clamoring and begging and pleading with you to give him a chance to bring witnesses in to prove his innocence, to do more than just ask for a presumption of innocence? Don't even give me that. Let me make my case. Let me bring my witnesses in. Let me show you that I'm innocent, and I didn't do anything wrong. Hot Rod Blago, part two. Let's go. Welcome to Fraudsters, the podcast that gives you the scams you love from the fraudsters we hate. I'm your co-host, Cena Gazzadevi, along with Ariel Leite and Justin Williams. Welcome back. This is episode two of our future award-winning three-episode series about former Illinois governor, Colorado prison inmate, and current podcaster, no shade, Rod Blagojevich. So really, how did did Blagojevich go from high-flying governor to low-security government detention? Well, like a lot of these cases, it didn't even start with just him. It started when the FBI launched an investigation into other corrupt Chicago politicians way back in 2003. That year, Tony the Razor's Edge Resco, another little wrestling reference if you're with me, a top fundraiser for Rod, and Stuart Paper Push and Levin, a high-powered attorney and longtime Republican donor, conspired to split kickbacks from the teacher's retirement system. Bipartisan corruption is the only way we work together, folks. Tony Resco had made a fortune selling pizza. Okay, let me just say that again. Tony Resco had made a fortune selling pizzas. (laughs) He was the owner of nearly 50 Papa John's franchises, bankrolled by loans from GE Capital Corp. And all GE wants is for you to pay your franchise fees. That's it. Why pay, though, when you can just not pay? That's at least what Tony was thinking. GE sues Resco for not paying, and in response, did did Tony Resco stage a legal fight on the merits? 
call in a dream team of lawyers to defend him? No. He said, oh, you owe Papa John's his money? Fuck Papa John's. <laughs> it's Papa Tony's now. That's right. <laughs> he renamed 30 of the franchises to Papa Tony's and unloaded the rest to his business associates, who I'm sure are upstanding citizens of the community that love authentic Italian Papa pizza. I mean, if it's between Papa John or Papa Tony, I'm going to Papa Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, sure. 100. That. Tony makes pizza. John, Tony, Def, John, so John's, get a burger he's like John. a Jesuit. <laughs> Je who wants Jesuit pizza? Not me. So can you, can you rename a franchise? Sure, you can. Of course, you can do whatever you want. The word franchise comes from the French word fanchir, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing correctly, but it means to free. And that's what probably Tony was thinking. Mm. A reasonable mistake. Just like how I bought a bunch of Subways and renamed them Cenoways. Longer name, longer sandwich, 13-inch baker's foot long, meatball sub. Come on! Pause. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously can't fucking rename a franchise. Stuart Levin, though, <laughs> the bridge-building Republican, he was on the Teachers Retirement System Board and also the Health Facilities Planning Board. Everyone wake up! I know you just probably passed out as I read those titles, but that's how you get defrauded when they just bore you with the details. Resco was the man with the power to keep Levin on the teacher's board. In one year from spring 2003 to spring 2004, these two absolute dirtbags sought millions in payments from seven different investment firms who wanted to do business with the teacher's board, which lorded over a fund worth over $40 billion. Jesus. In one instance, they sought a mil, a million dollar kickback from a contractor who wanted to build a hospital. In return, they would get the contractor the votes he needed from the Health Facilities Planning Board. Again, every time I read these board names, I fall asleep. But this is how you get defrauded, folks. So to be clear, Resco was the man with the power and the ear of the governor. He used Levin as his vehicle on those boards to get anything he wanted done. And if you had an investment fund that wanted to do business with any of these boards, you had to go through Resco and Levin. Like, th look, how, how do you do a scam? This is like a very intricate scam. Is, but that's how the best scams are done. That's the Chicago way. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I never like making the FBI the good guy in a story, but technically here they are stopping corruption. So let's welcome in the FBI. Welcome, FBI. Hello. Hello. Okay. You could say they were a bit late to the game in terms of noticing the fraud that was inextricably linked to Illinois politics, but they were finally here. And they were first and foremost worried about finding a clever name to call their investigation. They named it Operation Board Games. Oh. <laughs> Holding for laughter. Mm. I know you may need to pull your car over. That's fine. Go ahead. Mm. Once you're finished laughing, take a deep it, breath. It's 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 an old Norm McDonald joke, but more like Operation Board Games. B O R E D. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking originally because yeah, you were you kept saying like, "Oh, we're gonna fall asleep," and I'm like, "Oh, board games." Yeah, bored. Yeah, but, bored okay. because everyone was bored. Okay, but they're on these boards, the committees. Get it? 
It's gold. So just absolute gold. The leader of Operation Board Games was U.S. Attorney Patrick Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald would later lead the investigation and conviction of Scooter Libby. Do we remember him? If you don't yeah. remember, cool, Scooter man. Libby was responsible for outing CIA agent Valerie Plame as political retribution against her husband around the reasoning for the Iraq War. Like, yeah. crazy. Yeah, the husband was saying, right, there was no, when it like, he was like, yellow there's cake. No, there's no yellow cake uranium in the, like, what are you talking about? I'm here. Don't you drop that shit? Yeah, so, so bad. <laughs> Trump would later pardon Scooter Libby. Fitzgerald was also part of FBI Director James Comey's legal team. What a resume on this guy. And we'll also find out that Trump somehow hated Patrick Fitzgerald. I wonder why. Yeah, anybody that does their job in law enforcement. Yeah. Operation Board Games wasn't created for just this specific deal, but it was the first they would target. The FBI was after pay-to-play schemes, insider dealing, influence peddling, and kickbacks involving private interests. And imagine stumbling onto Bogoyevich. Welcome to McDonald's. You've just won a Wagyu Big Mac. The investigation started in 2003 and would continue for several years. Blago's first transaction to be noted by the FBI was when his campaign manager, Michael Ascardis, wrote a check for $1,500 to Amy Blagojevich, Rod's seven-year-old daughter. Now, I know earlier we heard about $15,000, but this is what we found in our research, that it was a $1,500 check. This was allegedly payback for his wife, Beverly, getting a state job at the Department of Natural Resources. Second grader Amy must have made some calls on Beverly's behalf. Escarta said it was a birthday gift for her college fund. I don't know. A later investigation showed that favor-based hiring was a major part of Rod's administration. Blockle even had a special office placing connected people in cushy positions. All right, check this out. First, he would appoint his people to positions in government, which is already really hard to do. Very tough to just get in the door. But once you're in, you're in, baby. Then as smoothly as the Catholic Church shuffles pedos, they would move the person to a different job wherever they wanted. Okay, slightly different motivation than the Catholic Church, but someone was getting fucked nonetheless. Moving on. We oh just wow. lost. Wow. The family show, didn't we? We lost. I'm sorry. We lost the Vatican listeners, I know. Yeah, immediately. Gone. Here, Beverly failed the required test that she took to get the job in the first place. But don't worry, folks. Somehow, those records never got inputted into the system. Then she gets placed at a job 130 miles from her home. Oh, my God. But don't worry. That's where she would work really hard, drive hours every day, sacrificing for her civil service. Until three weeks later when she was moved to an office near her home, doing mm, difficult to say. No one knows. Twitch streaming, MLMs. I don't want to judge. <laughs> also, probably nothing. Selling leggings. <laughs> While the investigation started in 2003, the FBI wouldn't actually think Blago was involved until 2005. Two more years of unfettered fraud. One theory was that Dick Mel's loud and public accusations against Rod had prompted his inclusion, which Dick even says was something he probably should not have said. In 2006, Blago started his second term, and Fitzgerald and his board game crew started delivering hot and fresh indictments. Pizza Papa Tony Resco was indicted for corruption <laughs> and extortion. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. 
<laughs> included in the indictment weren't just the kickbacks from the teacher's board and the hospital contractor. They also included fraudulent transactions from the sale of his pizza franchises. Let's be clear. Okay. The first two things are pretty standard and slightly complex government funding scams. And in the same indictment, and I don't know if any of you have served on a grand jury before or jury duty in general, but you have to sit there and listen to everything. And in the same indictment, the grand jury had to hear about how he was not only defrauding Papa John's by changing the name of the pizza places, but defaulting on his GE loans and then trying to sell those franchises like they were his own businesses. It's literally easier to just run a pizza shop, to just yeah. sell pizza. Yeah. I don't know. It's not. Oh, come pizza's on. pizza's hard. No. I'd rather Jersey? fraud. <laughs> fraud is easier every time. If I'm going to choose no, no. one, it's going to be fraud. Here are the easiest and best businesses in the world. One, drugs. Two, pizza. Three, that's it. Maybe selling a Senate seat. That's the other one. It's the easiest business. <laughs> Resco, though, had a lifeline in who? Senator Barack Obama. Uh, Tony, uh, I want a little more of that uh, pizza. I like it with, uh, <laughs> toppings. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> he was a big campaign contributor, and the two had become close friends. Let's take a quick look at this slide of Barack Obama, then candidate Barack Obama, and that's Tony Resco. It's a cute photo. I would put that up in my pizza place. Yeah, yeah. A signed, autographed uh, photo of me and President Barack Obama smiling and holding each other's hands. Obama has like these bad photos from Chicago that are funny. There's a photo of him with Farrakhan too that Farrakhan oh, never yeah. released because Farrakhan knew he would be he would have been if he'd have been the one to ruin it, it would have cost him everything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah. I mean, Tony. Yeah, it's just like I think it's just like New Jersey. I think it's like you can't rise out of these places without being dirty. You know what I mean? Like uh, like everybody at these fundraisers that you have to play nice with is dirty in like Chicago and like Jersey. And the money's got to come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The streets. I mean, I think Obama is saying here, hey, man, love that Papa Tony's you sent. <laughs> yeah. So Obama, Obama did work with Resco in a similar fashion. He backed Obama a lot over 18 years but when Barry got into office, he cut him out just like Blago cut out Dick Mel. Papa who? Papa what? What? <laughs> After two years of court proceedings, Rezco was found guilty but had struck a plea deal to cooperate. Guilty of 16 out of 24 charges, sentenced to 10 and a half years in prison. That's with the cooperation deal. He flipped on Rod. A lot of people had begun to flip on Rod. His approval rating in 2008 was 13%. The same <laughs> score... That Rotten Tomatoes gave Batman and Robin, and I love this version of Batman and Robin, the George Clooney one. Man, I know everyone hated it, but it was the only campy one. George so Clooney. if you can just roll with me on that. I like every Arnold think. Schwarzenegger pun in the movie. That's what I like. That's what I'm saying. It should be silly. It's a it's a man in a bat suit, people. Everyone takes these things so seriously. Is that so the one with Jim Carrey? No. No. It's the yeah, one before. The, it's the one, one after, after the Jim Yeah. Mm, it's before my time. Sorry, guys. Oh, this one with the before. Okay, let's go to the next clip. I think it was after. No. You were born in 1998. No one will ever find uh, out how serious? old Ariel is. Oh. Yeah, I was born just as the millennium was going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was born. Yeah. <laughs> Y2K, baby. Yeah. All right, let's go to this next clip where Rod is ranting to his attorney. I 
blasted my ass and gave your grandmother a free ride on a bus. Okay? I gave your baby a chance to have health care. And what do I get for that? Only 13% of y'all out there think I'm doing a good job. <laughs> all of you. Very upset. That's from the wiretaps, obviously. Uh, and he did get free busing for el- the elderly and universal child care in Illinois, uh, but still at 13%. Yikes. Yeah. It's funny how much how uh, aged he sounds here. Mm. Like in, the, in part one, he's all like young and stuff. And now he's like, I got you guys a bus and this <laughs> is how you repay me. So mean. Yeah. And the case was being built. The feds had Rod's phone tapped. Every single thing he was saying, so transparently corrupt. And it was, of course, used against him. Here's one of my favorites and probably the most famous clip, again, from WBEZ. This is from their show uh, where they referenced the selling of Barack Obama's seat. Call between Blagojevich and advisor Doug Schofield. You and Ambassador, I take that. You Russian motherfuckers. Can you see me? <laughs> All right, anyway, um, but those are not reachable. But, you know, I told my nephew Alex, he just turned 26 today. I said, Alex, you know, I called for his birthday, and I said, it's just too bad you're not four years older. Because I could have given you a U.S. Senate seat for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? No. I mean, I, I've got this thing, and it's fucking golden. Right. And I, I'm just not giving it up for fucking nothing. I'm not I've got it, and, this and thing. Always parachute, use it, and and it's fucking either. golden. And I'm not giving it up for nothing. Rod was arrested on December 9th, 2008. <laughs> At the news conference later that day, Fitzgerald said that Blago's conduct would, quote, make Lincoln roll over in his grave. Oh, Lincoln. Yeah. Why Lincoln He's specifically? Because of Illinois. Yeah. Oh, all right. I yeah, guess. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the exactly. thing that Lincoln's going to roll over in his grave for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah Lincoln, which had witnessed slavery in one of the most destructive civil conflicts. Yeah, but in, that's the one. Yeah, but then he's like, when this guy tried to sell a Senate seat. <laughs> that was the one that's going to make me roll on over. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. So, like, the FBI goes to his home, puts him in cuffs, does the whole perp walk and everything. And even after being arrested, Bogoyevich is still governor. And he still <laughs> technically has to appoint a new senator. <laughs> Three weeks after his arrest on December 30th, Rod appointed the former comptroller for Illinois and the first black man to ever win statewide office to the Senate seat, Roland Burris. This would be the last big act he has as governor, and the timing wasn't accidental. The previous day, following four days of hearings, Rod had been impeached by the Illinois House of Representatives by a vote of 114 to 1. Damn. <laughs> Who's the one person? Like Tony Risco or something? Milton Patterson. <laughs> oh, I was going to say his mom or something. Yeah, Only exactly. Could love. Apparently, Milton was not convinced. The Senate would run their own investigation and their own hearing and would come to a unanimous impeachment vote. Rod didn't attend those hearings. And mainly there was a reasoning because he said the way it was structured in the hearings, Rod wouldn't wasn't able to call witnesses or anything like that. So Rod decided to go and play his own version of offense. He spent all those days during the impeachment trial on television trying to spin his own version of the story. Meanwhile, by the way, post arrest before trial in impeachment hearings. He's going on Larry King, The View, Good Morning America, literally anyone that would have him. <laughs> 106 in Park, one yeah. E.T. So, yeah. When the Senate was convened to vote on his impeachment, and that's when you get removed, right? He did make a speech. He did make a closing argument. And there's some clips. There's two clips here that I wanted to play uh, from that. And it's just it's priceless. This guy did nothing uh, but go on TV during his impeachment hearings and then tried to appeal to the humanity of the Senate. Let's play this first one. And look, let's look at the one article where they actually brought evidence. The evidence is the four tapes. You heard those four tapes. I don't have to tell you what they say. <laughs> you guys are in politics. You know what we have to do to go out and run and run, run elections. There was no criminal activity on those four tapes. You can express things in a free country, but those four tapes speak for themselves. Take those four tapes as they are, and you will, I believe, in fairness, recognize and acknowledge those are conversations relating to the things all of us in politics do in order to run campaigns and try to win elections. Who amongst us has not <laughs> said a few things on tape that we regret? Okay. 
<laughs> but also, we do what we have to do in the politics of it all. We heard the tapes. There's no need for me to bring it up again. Come on. As a guy that comes from the Chicago machine, though, he's like not wrong. He's just wrong about that's the way everyone else does business. Mm. Like he's just yeah. right. He's right about Chicago, but it's like that's why everyone goes to jail there. Mm. I think he also lacked the tact on these calls to be more inconspicuous. He yeah. was just so honest, if you will. Mm. <laughs> he was just so honest. Here's another clip. Uh, from that same speech. you. By the way, you're a senator, a state senator, listening to this, and you're like, did he just say the tapes speak for themselves? Did he just really say that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play this next clip. But how can you throw a governor out of office on a criminal complaint and you haven't been able to show or prove any criminal activity? How can you throw a governor elected twice by the people out of office when the rules don't even require that you prove up elements of criminal allegations. And more than that, how can you throw a governor out of office who is clamoring and begging and pleading with you to give him a chance to bring witnesses in to prove his innocence, to do more than just ask for a presumption of innocence? Don't even give me that. Let me make my case. Let me bring my witnesses in. Let me show you that I'm innocent and I didn't do anything wrong. Prove to me that you caught me, because so far I remain unconvinced. (laughs) Now, what if instead of an investigation, I had my own investigation (laughs) where I brought in some people that know me? Like, what? (laughs) So there are some other charges uh, for the impeachment side of thing that were non-criminal, but they were and they were not part of the criminal case, but they arose to like abuse of power. He pushed through like a flu vaccine and he did some other things that were more like legislative abuse of power, but there are still impeachable offenses. So, you know, they kind of like they were like, okay, now you're done, buddy. Yeah, get your stuff and get out of here. Another line that was from the speech that was great was that he claimed that he had done, quote, a lot of things that were mostly right. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't we all? I mean, put this on the (laughs) T-shirt. I've done a lot of things mostly right. If you ever get caught cheating, you should say that. You go, listen. (laughs) And this is what I said. I've done a lot of things that have been mostly right. Mostly. Just because I cheat on you one, two, three, four, five times. I feel like throughout the whole relationship, look at the whole of the relationship. Yeah, yeah, like multiple years. That's daily. I mean, those days, seven days out that, of I mean, you know, does that mean 800? nothing? To you? Does that mean nothing what? to you? Don't be glass half empty. Right. Yeah. Or women half empty of me. Right. Of me. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets kicked out of office. He loses his job, but that's separate from the FBI investigation. That trial would begin three months later in April of 2008. Rod was officially indicted on 16 counts by a federal grand jury. And guess what? He pled not guilty. An innocent man is going to plead not guilty, folks. He's not guilty. Guilty of what? Yeah. Guilty of what? Loving the state of Illinois. Too much? Yeah. Working too hard? I love too hard. Yeah, that's one of my flaws. And I'm working through it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this feels like it's getting personal now. It, yeah, it is actually getting personal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The trial wouldn't start for another year, so Rod had a lot of time on his hands. 
He no longer had to spend anywhere from two to eight hours a week in his office. So he went back on the offensive in the press, on television, and even a live show. And this time, it was a family affair. One of the things he was trying to convince the public of was that he was a loose cannon who never stopped talking. He was a stream of consciousness guy who said everything in a brainstorming kind of capacity. He's Robin Williams. Yeah, he liked to riff. But these were just words and not a calculated conspiracy. Of course not. Oh, oh, I'll get the Senate seat. And Barack Obama was like, oh, you know, I'll do this. And then, oh, and then Bush, Bush, oh, oh. He said, oh, somebody help me. <laughs> in June of 2009, he appeared in a local Chicago comedy show called Rod Bogoyevich Superstar. Oh, my God. Yo. The same month, his wife Patty was a contestant on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, <laughs> along with Spencer and Heidi and Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> Dude, whenever I'm oh on a my. plane, that's what I say whenever I'm like in the back of a plane, of a spirit flight. I'm like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> Do you know who been... I am? <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips is like a, like a very good actor, too. It's, it's sad to see him on that. I don't know who Spencer and Heidi are, but... You don't? I think they were from, from the hills. Hello, the hills. Yeah, Laguna Beach. Yeah, Anyone? Phillips was in stuff though. As like so a, was, was Spencer and Heidi. <laughs> they were in movie. the I like you drawing the line. We're not making fun of Lou Diamond Phillips. Not on this show. Not on Justin's watch. <laughs> no, no. Rod had been cast initially, but surprisingly, the court didn't want him to travel to Costa Rica. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. So his wife stepped in. Oh, my God. At the end of that summer, he published his autobiography titled The Governor. Not anymore. Yes, that's right. I bought it, and it's so bad that I couldn't even pull any audio clips from oh, it. Oh, man. He did read a top ten list on Letterman. Here are some other clips of his time on Letterman. Uh, other people will say, well, what he's doing now, he's working on uh, the jury pool. For the, for the spring trial. He's, he's trying to plead his case, trying to prejudice a group of people so that it will be difficult to get an impartial jury for that trial. Anything? No, the, 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 um, your, your audience obviously likes you. Everything you say, they <laughs> well, laugh sure, at. Yeah. <laughs> and that wasn't that funny with all due respect. Well, well, what? <laughs> what? Damn. Right. Damn. You use a shampoo and conditioner? <laughs> you give me a chance to be on your program. But I believe that, you know, a man's reputation sums up who he is. And especially when you have children, when these things are being said, the least I can do for my kids so they don't feel like their dad's the guy some people are saying he is, is to assert over and over again that I've done nothing wrong. Right. And you give me a chance to do yeah, it, I'm yeah, grateful. Yeah, and, and, and everybody has given you that chance. And like I said earlier, the more you hear a guy say, I've done nothing wrong, and the more you hear a guy say, I didn't have a chance to defend myself, the more you begin to think, Eh, something wrong here. Well, <laughs> well I, let me say two things. One, that's the truth. And two, I'm glad you're not going to sit on that jury in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a little man. too spicy. A little too spicy for my liking. Don't come and let him his face like that. I, mean, I like people that go on comedy shows and then expect the comedian to, like, just allow them to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Especially because, like, that's a, you know, that show is filmed in New York. So like you need to go on you need to go on WGN if you want a friendly maybe audience or something. All right, so I mentioned earlier that he loves Elvis. He would do Elvis impersonations for his then girlfriend who's soon to be wife. <laughs> and then he also 
love to literally in public impersonate Elvis. This is him. Oh. So God. charming, so charming, Into so it. charming. Wait, Ariel, let's just for a second, Ariel. If <laughs> you're on this. a date, if you're on a date, I'm sorry, I have to. You're on a date because, <laughs> and a guy is just like, oh, sugar. And what if he did an Elvis impersonation? What I think, what flag would be raised? I think for the you? equivalent of that is the dates that I've been on where they played their own mixtape. <gasps> <laughs> Stop. So, you know, Stop. what's an no. Elvis impersonation to me at this point? Nothing. Ah, God. Oh, my God. Well, you said that's dates perfect. plural. How many guys have you been <laughs> on a date with that have played their own? I, How many okay, mixtapes? That I can think of right now? Three. What? I'm done. The they show's they over. They don't make it past, like, the first date. Don't worry. But Three? But they did hit. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. All the whack rappers in New Jersey. Yes, I. Why are you saying yes to the guys in Times Square trying to get you You to listen to their? I was bored. I wanted to. Sometimes you go out for the story, and that was one of those times. Ah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God! Bless you for doing that. Oh. Do it for the. Also, did you just react? What did you react? How did you? You like? Oh, 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 wow! Right? Oh. Interesting. Does their music be talking about stuff that's like clearly not their life? Like they're on a date with you, but they're talking about how they get all these women, how they get all this money and they make you pay. (laughs) And it's always like a shitty car. It's never, they're never taking me anyplace nice. We just finished going to like Burger King. Why are you pretending? I know who you are. I got this six disc CD changer in the back when I got to go to the trunk to put it in. Hold on. Check out my my mixtape though. All I do is eat at Le Cirque every day with tired women. Why did you take me to Burger King and said I could pick anything from the dollar menu? I don't understand. Champagne all day. (laughs) Driving Bentleys. Not not a 1992 Honda Accord. All right. This is Don Juan Blago doing his Elvis impersonation at a Chicago street fair. And you know who else is in the audience? He co-hosted this thing with a fake Fabio. So let's, I just, Mm -hmm. this is the worst gig that I do as a comedian. I'd there's say this a is full, on par. Yeah, it's a full is... house. There's people on the stage. There's a full people out in the street. Okay, let's let's see it. Here we go. Oh, zoom in on Fabio. There's a woman. <laughs> All right. So you know what? The, to have the yeah. blind confidence, good yes. for him. Honestly, this is this is the narcissism yeah. we talk about. Yeah. This is the narcissistic personality disorder that allows you to have enough confidence to rock this out. Which, by the way, I don't know why he can't do the lip. I learned how to do the lip. You guys, I can do the lip. Anybody can do, do the lip. lip. No, that's, not that's anybody. Justin, can you do the lip? No. No. Oh, yeah. Well, it's you just gotta. I trained myself in elementary school because I loved Elvis as well. Did you do the lip? Yeah, I went like this for a, a bunch of time. I would train my lip. I don't know how I learned how to do it. I just make weird faces. Because so you're talented. I'm that's talented. Why. I can make you weird faces. Talent. That's true. That but it's, is it's talent. It's more of like he should be 
uh, performing in front of stuffed animals or something. You know, what I mean? like yeah. he should not be subjecting <laughs> real humans to this. Yeah, it's not uh, good. I mean, it's just like, it, yeah, it's like, I don't know. Maybe he he he's also early, right? If he was doing this on his Instagram for followers, it would make Word. sense. Yeah. But now, but he's he's just like during this period in human history, this is just humiliating yourself. Well, he's yeah. not he's not doing it for the clicks. He's doing it to like for, for himself, yeah. yeah, and yeah. for the love, for the love of the people right in that the moment. Love of the game and part of his like campaign to say like he's innocent. Mind you, this is while he's trying to tell people that he should not be you know expelled uh, or kicked out of office or you know sent to prison. He went on the Daily Show with John Stewart. And of course, John Stewart does not like this man, but he's going to pick him <laughs> no, apart. John Stewart does not play that. Well, c- clearly, I'll get a softball interview from John Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this clip, the whole interview, basically, Rod is trying to defend himself. And at the end of the interview, John says, if you get caught scot free, there's a hug waiting for you. <laughs> Rod never got that hug. So. Aww. Let's go to this clip. I would like to see you as a victim, but you make it so hard <laughs> to, to, yeah. to take your side completely I understand. by not doing that. Well, I will have a chance again in the next trial. Yeah, but, well, I mean, what do you want me to say? So we- you're, you're saying to me, don't worry, they'll try me again. And this time, well, here, I'm really going to get up there. Let me make, I wish you'd put this in, the, in, in this perspective as well. All right. They threw everything at me but the kitchen sink. They accused me of the biggest corruption scandal, That's selling true. the president's sentence for money. They told all the American people that. Yes. And before I could catch my breath, everybody thought I was a scumbag around the world. Right? That's what I was up against. Well, here's, but here's why. Okay, okay, so you tell me, you're on the show when you were here last time. Yeah. And you said, uh, uh, I said, uh, there's that one quote, very famous. Uh, I'm, I've got this Senate seat, and this thing's effing golden. Correct. I'm not going to send it away. Correct. And you said on the show, show, show him what he said. This is effing golden. What comes next is, and I can't quote it because I could, but I, I'm prohibited because my accuser won't let me. Is, Give me a general paraphrase. Generally, it was about a role for me in health care. It was about helping the state of Illinois. It was mm-hmm. about politics. It had nothing to do with financial gain or selling a U.S. Senate seat. So that was the tape you said if I could only have heard the next little bit. Well, the next whole tape, okay. which but talks so here's, about DHS. Here's the next little bit of that tape. I mean, I, I've got this thing, and it's golden. Uh-oh. And I, I'm just not giving it up for nothing. I'm not going to do it. And, and I can always parachute, use it, and parachute me there. Now, you're talking about yeah. getting yourself appointed to the Senate. Hold on. As the governor, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have to understand this. The governor has the power to make himself a senator if he wants. If this was about a job for me, I could have done it the moment Obama resigned his seat. No, 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 I don't question that. I don't question that. What I question is, you told me. Listen to the rest of that tape. The rest of that. It talks about health and human services and a role for me there. Well, Yes, it does. Not close to it. You said the next few words. I'm going to paraphrase. You end up going off on a rant about Obama's a demigod. Demigod, demigod, larger than God at that time. <laughs> what? Ooh, boy. Demigod, get it together. Not demagogue. No, no, no. Couldn't be that. They like sound Rod- very similar. I like Rod's like frantic energy and they just yes. play the tape and he's like, I want to get as much money as possible for this. And he's like, well, you're not listening to the next part of the tape. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the frantic energy for me because he's like, you gotta believe me. You gotta believe me. Like, how? Why am I going to believe you? You're you're sounding uh, unbelievable. 
Yeah. <laughs> like you're like super not trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> you're sweating. What's going on? He does this entire campaign and time and time again, he goes on these shows and everyone just shows like it, it backfires completely. I mean, there is one idea like if I put myself out there, surely people are going to think that I'm innocent. What idiot would not what what idiot would go out and do all of these things if they were guilty? Does that hold up for you guys? Does that logic hold up for you? The, I understand the logic, but he doesn't know how to play it. You got to play it cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going out there. I'm putting myself out here and, you know, I'm being honest with you. But instead, he's like frantic, hair sweating, just like a guy on the street corner almost <laughs> in the way he's presenting himself. He's crazy and he's almost trying to be too charming. He's like laughing and stuff like that. But it's, like, it's not charm. Like, I don't yeah, think that he backfiring. realizes that he comes off so insane, like unhinged. He's yeah. Like, he's like that Dave Chappelle joke about nothing drives a man crazier than being accused of having sex with a woman that you didn't have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. I don't know if I was him, I would, I would probably be crying on every one of these shows. Yeah. I'd be just like, I'd be like, this is awful. How could anyone think I did this? Yeah. Crying I, would be good. Crying's good. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm a wreck right now. I'm stupid. I said stupid shit, but I've been saying stupid shit my whole life. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of other ways. He just tried to be. I don't know. I think it's just the narcissism in him that he thought if he was just as charming and charismatic as he was on the campaign trail, that it would suddenly work. But he's not ever. Yeah, his camp his campaign was well managed. So it appeared like he there was like this politician thing that was created for him, right? And all you did is read your talking points, talk to your consultants. Well, now he's outside of that. And he's trying to go into like yeah. a hostile comedy show <laughs> and trying to like defend himself while he's obviously guilty. And he doesn't have those skills that other no. great corrupt politicians have, you know. Know. It really uh, does. Yeah, that's he's missing the skill. And like, where is his PR person? Like, what's going on? So Who's letting skill? him so, do this? Th have you seen like this? Uh, uh, he comes up on my Instagram all the time. There's a city councilman in Flint that's just like mean, uh -huh. just like mean to everybody. <laughs> no, uh, like that guy's charismatic. Like, it's, <laughs> means it's just, to everybody but charismatic okay yeah he's like an old black guy i don't know his name but he's oh is like, it no isn't he like the mayor yeah, no he's on the city council yeah yeah is uh, he a tall skinny dude yeah 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 yeah, yeah. very deep voice yeah we got to find him he's incredible yeah. he just yells at people yeah now boy now 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 point of order I will take you outside and take a shoot of you now. Now I'm not, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> That's what we need in Congress. That's charismatic. I like that. Yeah. Emmy award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. 
Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. So, so Blago was on this whole media tour. This is after he gets kicked out of office. This is now he's been convicted. He's now trying to appeal and everything like that. And then he got to guest host on the Don and Roma show on WLS Chicago, where he regularly repeated that he had been illegally hijacked from office. We're going to play a clip here, but I want you to remember, he went on the radio I'm sorry. I don't think he was actually convicted in his trial yet. This is after he was expelled and then in the course of his trial, his second trial rather. And so what's interesting here is that when I was doing research on this, uh, I heard an interview with one of the DAs and the DA that was interviewed, he said, I had to listen to every minute of his radio show. (laughs) And it was like hours a day for weeks. And this DA had to listen to every single Yikes. minute of it because he was waiting for Blanco to just say something stupid. <laughs> so let's, which is like a a level of torture that I, I just can't even imagine. This is why I don't practice. You know, something like that has to happen Yikes. to you in your life. All right, let's go to this clip from the radio show. All I ask you for is to give me the same right as every citizen in America. Give me the same Sixth Amendment constitutionally guaranteed right. Let me bring my witnesses. Let me bring Rahm Emanuel, and let me bring Valerie Jarrett, and let me bring Congressman Jesse Jackson Jr., and let me bring in um, uh, Governor Doyle from Wisconsin and Governor Sebelius from Kansas and Senator John McCain and Senator Kennedy, all of whom worked with me to re-import prescription drugs from Canada so our seniors can pay less for their medicines and afford their groceries. They want to impeach me on something like that. Just let me bring my witnesses in to show people and, and to have them under oath testify before the Senate that I have not done anything thing wrong and I've done mostly things right and uh, if they just give me a chance to bring witnesses I'll be there first thing Monday morning. Is- let me bring my people yeah that I let me, have let me bring my people tipped off that's just and it's, it's, it's not also, a court of law and it's also people that aren't coming like Kathleen Sebelius at the time I think she she becomes like head of like health and human services for the Obama administration she's not coming down there to, to help like you to, yeah, yeah she's trying to get Obamacare through <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> last thing she wants to do and that was one of the things in the um, impeachment 
thing that he did because he abused his power. Sure, it was great. It was a positive thing for seniors to get prescription drugs from Canada. I think we should just all be able to do that because the big pharma companies are ruining everything and they charge all this money and people are going broke just getting their medication. But there's a process that Illinois has to like getting medication into the state and he just circumvented all of that and just pushed it through. So that was like... That's an impeachable offense. It's an abuse of power, whether you like it or not. Um, it's just so funny. It's crazy. And then he's also going on, I think, the most famous thing he did, Celebrity Apprentice. The biggest, I mean, just this show is huge at this time. Oh boy. It's a meeting of the minds, really. Yeah. And, and it, has, it has bigger, it has like a bigger audience than WBEZ, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be huge, Johnny. <laughs> so he was fired in the fourth episode after fucking up the design of a Harry Potter 3D experience for Universal Studios. You <laughs> <laughs> tried to sell an open seat of Hogwarts to Voldemort. and <laughs> Well, see, you said Hogwarts, which is correct. His team kept calling the wizarding school Hogwarts. I love that. The D and referring to the names of the houses as Slithering and Ravencloth. <laughs> I don't, That's I don't so, even read so these books. Of them. The Hogwarts, you know. <laughs> so this is my favorite clip: is that when they're going back and forth, Trump, you know, whatever you think about him, at least he knew the Harry Potter house names. Did he? And he was like, "You're getting them wrong." <laughs> <laughs> and so here's here's a clip which is might as well be an Abbott and Costello bit. Let's just play this clip. Which was the wizardry world of Harry Potter. That experience. I think we captured it. You know, it's actually the wizarding world of Harry Potter. The wizarding world of Harry wizarding. Potter. Wizarding. Wizarding world of Harry Potter. Wizarding. That's correct. <laughs> He's just, he doesn't, he's like, yeah, right, yes, who's on first? What? What's on second? Why? Wizarding, wizarding. Wizarding, wizarding. It's the most language ability that Trump has ever shown say, in his entire career. That is the most lucid he's ever been. Well, I guess you could say Trump is a grand wizard. So mm. that's how Oh, there we go. <laughs> woo we back, baby. He racist, y'all. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, no, he's 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 very fine people. <laughs> very fine people. <laughs> Donald Trump. Are you kidding me? Oh, what a what a riot that guy is. But we're laughing a lot about Celebrity Apprentice and all the you know, media that he did. The trial's coming up from his his big trial, the second trial, where he, he's actually going to get sentenced. Uh, and Chris Kelly is his campaign finance chair who was involved in a lot of these issues and was under intense pressure from the FBI to testify against Rod. He ended up eating rat poison and committing suicide. And he went out to his front yard and he called his girlfriend and his last words to her was, it's my life. Tell them they won. And I think this kind of speaks to how intense a lot of the, you know, tactics were of the FBI 
in getting Rod convicted, whether it was, you know, their fault or his fault or however it was. We shouldn't be in a country or in a place where someone gets that pressured into committing suicide. And I think this goes to like the shame of being a fraudster and also being a victim of a fraudster. Cause I think there's probably a certain amount of Chris Kelly that feels like he was victimized and the shame that he was participating in this was so great, but this it's fucked time and time again. We see a lot of people in the orbit of these fraudsters, like an Enron, they, they kill themselves from the shame and it's so powerful. Shame is so powerful. And it's something we come back to time and time again here. It's really sad. Yeah, sad. It's, it, it's, it's sad how good people are the ones that always suffer more than the actual perpetrators, right? This guy kills himself and Rod is, you know, tap dancing yeah. in an Elvis suit. With right. John exactly. You, you know, this is like, this is where I think, again, the narcissistic personality disorder has to come in where it's like, this guy is clearly not caring about the implications of the things he's done. Yeah. Right? What did he end up saying after his, uh, his finance chair? I actually died? don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I never saw a thing. I don't, I, from like the WBEZ, um, podcast and some of the other documentation that we read, I didn't really see him quoted, wow. uh, as saying I anything. I wonder if he thought that if he just never acknowledged it, it would go away kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, disassociating from something like that, I think is, is one of the best ways to, it's awful, but it's one of the best ways to kind of cope and keep going. He had to be play this character. Not even so. coping. I think that he was like, this will make me look bad. How can I uh, distance yeah. myself from it? Because I don't think that he's yeah. really capable of, of caring too much, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. Guys, this is uh, ep episode two. Uh, next up, we'll have our final episode in the series. Rod goes on trial and actually faces the music. That's next week on Fraudsters. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Fraudsters. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Check out the show notes for the show's social media links so you can follow us and see the resources we use for this episode. Fraudsters is hosted by me, Sina Gaznavi, Justin Williams, and Ariel Lieti. Fraudsters is produced by Jordan Aconcia, written by Nick Turner, and edited by Ryan Connor. Noreen Malik is our production coordinator. Research was provided by Patrick Fisher. Music by Grant Gordon. The executive producer is me, Sina Gaznavi. This has been a production of Zero Cool and the last podcast network. We'll see you next time. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. 
Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.